it's Monday night, September 12th, 2022, episode 304 of the Tan and J-Man Show, recording live on the ISC Sports Network, as well as the Tan and J-Man Show Facebook page. If you're listening, thanks for listening out there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, wherever you might be listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us that five-star rating and review. We really appreciate it. With all that said, how is my co-host Josh the J-Man Mutt on this chilly, at least in Indiana, cloudy, rainy, overcast Monday? Yeah, it it definitely feels like football season today, uh, for sure. For about the first time um, so far in the first couple weeks of college football anyway, but yeah. I don't even know if it reached 60 degrees here today. It was, uh, you can go from 85 degrees to 60, and it uh, feels like winter. Yeah, it was chilly today. I like to eat mm-hmm. outside usually when I'm home for lunch and had to grab a jacket today to eat outside. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, September 12th. And it's, uh, like you said, it is, uh, let's see, right now, it's right around 60 degrees. So, yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, I was looking forward to this weather, and then it gets here. I'm like, oh, it's a little chilly. Oh, I, I still chilly. love fall weather, but it's always mm. a shock to the system once it comes. So That's for sure. And now, yep. the rest of the week, it's supposed to be, at least here anyway, about 80 every day. So, back up. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's Midwest weather. You never know what you're going to get. But, that's right. Uh, man, I love football season. Oh, me too. This is the m- most I've anticipated an NFL season in years. Um, a lot of it has to do with my baseball team sucking actually having somewhat expectations for my NFL team now. Um, pretty pumped heading into yesterday. Well, we saw some big upsets, I would say, in NFL. Mm. Definitely some big upsets in college football that we'll uh, yes. get to talking to in a little bit. I think September 10th, 2022, in college football is going to go down as Sunbelt Saturday. <laughs> Sunbelt Saturday. That's what right. I'm calling it, at least. So. For sure. I saw if you put a $100 three-way money line bet on Marshall, Georgia Southern, and Appalachian State, you would have won $115,000. $115,000. You can't imagine anyone would even think to do that. I know. Um, but uh, that would have been nice, uh, nice little cash out. Man, but we'll, we'll talk about those games in more detail here in a bit. I have some birdie bogey for you here. Oh, big one. I'm two down. I'm two down. NFL related. Um, There's two questions I'm choosing from. Um, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins question, actually. Oh, boy. I saw on Twitter a few days ago. Tyreek Hill only needs seven touchdowns to join what wide receiver as the only wide receiver in NFL history with at least seven touchdowns in each of their first seven seasons? Tyreek Hill question. needs seven touchdowns to join what other wide receiver is the only wide receiver in NFL history with at least seven touchdowns in each of his first seven seasons? Um, the other question, <clears throat> you might have seen this, but uh, you can answer it right now. Josh Allen has seven games in NFL history with three-plus pass touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, which is third all-time already in 61 starts. Uh, who has the most such games in NFL history? Three, three. You said three plus passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. Yep, and at least one rushing touchdown. I did not see this. I'm taking a shot in the dark just because this guy ran for a lot of them. Randall Cunningham, Drew Brees. Would never guess that. Would have never guessed that. Has had nine such games of that. Yeah, I would not guess that. Tom Brady's second all-time with eight. I don't think of those guys as rushing, but, you know, Drew liked to do the jump and uh, put it over the goal line, and Brady likes that one-yard QB sneak, so yep. makes sense, I guess. Hmm, that was a good one. That would have been a good one because I would have yeah, got a bogey. Breeze has nine and 286 starts, Brady eight and 316, and Josh Allen seven. Allen will probably do it this year, I'd imagine. He was something else Thursday nights. He was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, he uh, even with a couple touch or a couple interceptions, he's still thirty-one points against a great defense. Um, just another elite quarterback in the AFC East. Fun for you. 
Yep, story of my life. Uh, I mean, my it. my team could have drafted him, but everybody and their mother was afraid they were going to draft him, and we're mm-hmm. pleading Elway not to. And he drafted Bradley Chubb, which I like Bradley Chubb, but looking back, he's he's no Josh Allen. No, I don't think anyone in that draft is. No, to be honest. no. Um, but yeah, I I remember that draft. Uh, you definitely didn't want Josh Allen. A lot of people were scared just because he didn't have a great last year at Wyoming. He had opportunities against uh, teams like Iowa, I remember, and he just didn't play that well. Uh, so they Bills mainly drafted based off of tools. He's big, athletic, strong arm, and uh, they obviously put the right um, coach and coaching staff around him. Um, <clears throat> Sean, McD- Sean McDermott, is that his name? Yeah. In Buffalo, he, uh, I mean, he did great things with, I believe he was in Carolina with Cam Newton. And there's some there's some similarities there. Uh, for sure, between Allen and Newton. And uh, he has uh, turned uh, Josh Allen into an MVP candidate, much to my chagrin. Yep. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, fun for you. But the Bills are a fun team to watch. They looked pretty good Thursday night. So our Super Bowl predictions are looking good for one week at least. That's right. They are. I already forget who I picked. Buffalo picked and the- Tampa Bay. Buffalo, Tampa Bay, and I picked Buffalo and Green Bay, which isn't looking yeah. so hot after one week, but a lot of season left Not to be played. Not looking so hot. A lot of season left to be played. Yeah, they, they did this last year, week one. Who, yep. who did Green Bay lose to last year, week one? They got absolutely murdered. I don't know. I don't remember, but they looked awful doing it. <clears throat> and now, uh, I think it was Tampa Bay, wasn't it? Uh, I don't remember. But who's uh, Birdie or Bogey brought to you by, J-Man? Birdie Brody brought to you by... Um, Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies! Yes, sir. It's not too late. Really, all not seasons are veggie seasons for for those that love to eat vegetables. So That is true. That is very true. Uh, what do you want to start with tonight? Doesn't matter to me. You pick. Uh, let's talk some college football. All How about right. that? All right. Um, as you said, Sun Belt Saturday. Sun Belt Saturday. We saw. We saw App State. They're in the Sun Belt, right? Yeah. Go into uh, Texas A and M and beat uh, number. What were they? Six at the time. Six. Sixth ranked Aggies. Aggies. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, Marshall's it, in the Sun Belt. Yep. They went into number eight Notre Dame who, and knocked the them one? off. And then Georgia Southern yeah. went into good old, what was Scott Frostville right. in Lincoln and knocked off the, the Cornhuskers and uh, <laughs> cost Scott Frost's job. Nor- Nebraska decided that yes, we'll pay the uh, extra $7.5 million on yesterday and let him go. <clears throat> That's insane because they could have waited till October first, just three weeks, yep. two and a half, three weeks, and uh, let him go then. But you could kind of see it coming. Um, it wasn't going to work. Georgia Southern, yep, losing to Georgia Southern. You, you could see it after the Northwestern game that it probably wasn't going to work. Didn't play that good in week two either against was it North Dakota or something like that, right? Right. Um, and then giving up forty five points to Georgia Southern um, and losing at home. Not going to work. Frosty, 16-31, and 31, I think, is what his uh, final record was. Yep. He's got to get paid close to a total of $40 million, but when it's all said and done for 16 wins. Good gig if you can get it. Yeah. Lovey Smith had more wins at Illinois than Scott Frost did at Nebraska. And, you know, I was watching that game, then that game, and Nebraska's offense did what it needed to do, but their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um You've you've heard him complaining about all of the um, last <clears throat> last second losses, losing by uh, one score, all of that. But um, you got to make your own luck sometimes. It's cliche to say, but that's a lot of coaching stuff. We saw in week one where they decided to kick an onside kick up eleven in the third quarter, and that comes back to bite them in the butt. Um, giving up forty five points to Georgia Southern, they clearly weren't prepared. That's that's just the God's honest truth. They weren't prepared for Georgia Southern's offense, which is pretty pathetic to even say. Well, I'm looking at last week's confidence points. Uh, let's see here. I had Nebraska 
but I only put them for five. I believe you had them for 11 or something like that. 12. Was it 12? Because I you remember know. we were talking about this, and we I said Georgia Southern has beat Florida in the past. <laughs> yep, that uh, that one backfired for me. Was that the uh, oh, then Wisconsin I had for four. I had Wisconsin for seven, so I think I had you Northwestern beat me for three. Pick them. Yep, yep. I had Northwestern for three, and I had Iowa for two. So uh, I think I had Iowa for week. one. Yeah, I think I got you. You got me in Big Ten. You. Pick them. But not NFL pick them, but we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, going back to Sunbelt Saturday, yeah, Frost lost his job. Nebraska is now off to a miserable start with OU coming to town this weekend. It's not going to get any better. Did you see their interim head coach is not only their first African-American head coach for football, but the first head African-American head coach in their, out of all their sports in their university? Yeah. Pretty Ever. crazy. That is pretty crazy in 2022. Yep. Um, yeah, that's uh, – that's not something to hold your hat on. No, not at all. At all. No. Um, but yeah, uh, he uh, he did he play for Nebraska as well. I am not sure. I want I want to say he did. I could be wrong though. Um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they hired one former Nebraska football player, and um, it didn't go very well for him. Um, I've seen. Decent amount of candidates um, out there. It seems like every single head coach in college football is a candidate at this point <laughs> for yeah. the Nebraska job. Once again, Nebraska and their fans think they are so much higher thought of as far as like this blue blood, if you will, in college football than they are. <clears throat> They've only been to, I think it's, what is it, five bowl games? Um for the past however many years, I just saw this stat and I was sure what I favorited it. Um, but they haven't been to many bowl games, haven't won a conference championship <clears throat> since 2001, I believe. Um, they haven't been nationally relevant in that long as well. Uh, so uh, once again, these fans think they can go out and get an elite head coaching candidate. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll get somebody pretty good. I don't know if you consider these guys elite. Um, I don't think they'll go the non-power five option again though that that backfired i think they're gonna have to right. go and try to get somebody now, from power five school yes i i think um, i think watch no, for mark Scott mark stoop mark stoops in, in kentucky watch for him is is nebraska a better job in kentucky at this point well stoops has made kentucky do a pretty good job but no matter what you do kentucky's a basketball school at the end of the day That's no fair. matter what you do <clears throat> nebraska's always gonna be a football school and I don't know what kind of facilities Kentucky has. I know they have a lot of booster money, but Nebraska got some of the top facilities for football in the country. So that's fair. Um, and Big Ten money, the allure in the Big Ten money now. The allure of coaching in the SEC is a thing. However, it's as you say, it's it's at Kentucky. It's a basketball school. You're never going to be able to compete with the Alabamas and Georgias of the world. They're a different everybody different else right now. They can though. Yeah, every, every other person that, or every other team, they absolutely can um, in the SEC. They're never going to be at that top. Um, but as of right now, I'd say Kentucky's a better job. And if I'm Stoops, you built Kentucky up from the ground. I mean, they were they were almost Kansas level of uh, football um, back before Stoops took over. And then Stoops takes over and he turns them into a really respectable football program. Does he want to jump ship um, after – building a successful program at a school that hadn't had a successful football program ever. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Matt Campbell's one getting thrown out there, and Iowa State that did, makes be, sense. did beat Iowa, but I think that would make sense, and that's a better job than mm-hmm. Iowa State. I agree. Um, Nebraska's interim head coach, Mickey Joseph, played quarterback at Nebraska 88 through 91. So Okay, there we go. He is a former player. Um, one interesting one that is mentioned is Lance Leopold, who – is not a big sexy name, if you will. He uh, won a ton of D three national championships at Wisconsin Whitewater. Took over Buffalo, built them up to a MAC champion, which they were a terrible football program. And now, in his second year at Kansas, they just went into West Virginia and beat them yesterday at Kansas. Um, he's doing at West this. Virginia. So, you mean? Yeah, that's. I, I said oh, you said at Kansas. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. At, yep. at Kansas, he's actually building up a program. Um, they could maybe reach out to him. 
people have compared him to um, <clears throat> Mike Riley a little bit, which um, they probably don't want to do that again. Yeah, that, that didn't go over well. well. Uh, but uh, Leopold's clearly a really good football coach. Not going to be a sexy name. Fans would probably hate it. Uh, but he's a guy that's a proven program builder. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting. Let's keep it in the Sun Belt for a second. Let's talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd going into South Bend, 20-point underdogs, coming out with a win, a win that actually ended up being closer than probably should have thanks to a garbage-time touchdown mm-hmm. by the Irish. Tyler Beckner, Irish quarterback, ends up with an AC spraying out four months, so he's out for the season. So now Notre Dame's got to go to a backup quarterback uh, sitting here at 0-2. Marcus Freeman's the first Notre Dame coach in history to be 0-3. Now that bowl game, you know, I th- I'm sure the alumni are like, whatever, the bowl game. Even last or two weeks ago against Ohio State, you know, we didn't get killed, all right. But when Marshall comes in, you're paying them about uh, $1.25 million, I believe it was, or maybe a million and a half to come in mm-hmm. and you get beat. That's, that's cause for concern. And now you're thinking, uh-oh, um, are they going to be patient with Marcus? Because like I've been saying on the podcast for weeks now, and, and I don't like Brian Kelly either, um, you know, it's 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 fun to rag on the guy, but be careful what you wish for because Kelly won 9 to 10 games consistently. Now, yep. Free, Freeman, and I know yep. he, it's not the same team as last year, but this team was ranked number five two weeks ago. Now they're not yeah. in the top 25. Um, and they shouldn't be in the top 25. Oh, no. two, um Losing at Ohio State, whatever. Losing to Marshall at home after playing horrendous offensively against Ohio State, and they carried it over against Marshall. Um, Buckner threw a terrible pick six that pretty much ended the game um, at the end, and now he's hurt. Wasn't playing good football anyway. Maybe this backup uh, could give him a little bit of a spark, but uh, I haven't seen it from Notre Dame. Um, new coaching staff. He's 0-3 now in his career, Marcus Freeman is, and uh, Notre Dame's lost each of their last two bye games. They uh, lost to Cincinnati, which they paid them 1.2 mil. I think this one was 1.5 and lost them both. Um I can't imagine Freeman would be a one-year casualty, but who knows if they continue, if they ended up four and eight or something like that, which at this point, it's not inconceivable it could happen. Well, here's what I want to ask um, you, and I know we're only two games in, but on September 12th, looking at their schedule, do you think Notre Dame makes a bowl? It gets increasingly difficult, especially after seeing them lose to Marshall. That's the thing. Marshall's not even that, ahead of the Sun Belt. No. That's App, App no. State. <laughs> Um, looking at Notre Dame's schedule here real quick. I'm going to pull it up on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the Cal Golden Bears this weekend, but yep, led by Cactus Jack Plummer. Jack Plummer starts yeah. with Cal. He huh? doesn't. He's not. Have, I mean, they haven't played anybody, but he's not having a bad year so far. Um, and then they. I, I know they have USC as always, and they have Stanford as well. I believe BYU's coming up in two weeks. Um, BYU right. just beat Baylor. That's a neutral game yeah, out in Vegas. Uh, they have at at North Carolina the twenty fourth. That was a game I predict them to lose, but Carolina um, can't stop a nosebleed either. So at Syracuse, who's the first two weeks has looked much yeah, better. Than we'll get we'll get into that here in a bit. Um, Notre Dame's not losing to, or not beating Clemson. Um, USC's ranked seventh. They're looking pretty good so far. I will go on record and say. At most, their ceiling as of right now is six and six. So I think they can absolutely. They have to beat Cal this week. They'll have to. Yeah. Oh, if they beat, um, if they lose the Cal, it's they might not get a win t- t- until UNLV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how good Stanford is. Uh, Stanford I, got I smacked by USC, but yeah, I, I don't see him winning on the road at North Carolina or at BYU. Um. Yeah, I think this is almost, to my opinion, a must win for Notre Dame. It's hard to even say that. It could just be an, a week two overreaction. But when you lose that home to Marshall, um, you're due for some overreactions for sure. And I will say Lou Holt started off one and four, Brian Kelly one and three. So this stuff can happen. But those guys were experienced head coaches already. That's the difference. Marcus Freeman's never yeah. been a head coach until this position. And yep. I and then like I said, we might look back on this and maybe we're just overreacting, but it, it it's got to come across my mind: is he just better suited to be a great defensive coordinator? Yeah, or at um, least be a head coach somewhere else that's not one of the most prestigious programs in the country. That's the thing. You almost wonder: did they promote him just to keep him? 
because oh, they were scared I, I, of losing him somewhere else. I think that's a big part um, of it. Because if they didn't promote him, I think he was gone. He was, yeah, he was, he wasn't going to stick around and be defensive coordinator. Might have went back uh, to so US, may, Ohio State. Maybe that's why they could give him a little more leeway because of that, uh, knowing it's his first head coaching position. Uh, he's trying, he's learning on the job how to manage a roster full of 85, 18 to 22 year olds. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, um, <clears throat> I mean, he, he did retain, I think Tommy Reese is still there, correct? Yes, uh, he is. Who he's getting ripped to shreds right now. In two Which, weeks in yeah, the season, his offense, his offense has looked terrible so far. Um, but um, Notre Dame fans will overreact because they've been used to winning and competing for a playoff spot here the past five or six years. Um, so they're not going to be patient. But uh, I think uh, you should be patient because I, by all intents and purposes, and by all accounts, he ha- is one of the rising head coaching candidates. At least he was when he was a defensive coordinator. And two, three games shouldn't affect that. Although in the minds of fans, it does. Um, so it, it will be interesting, as I said, if they go four and eight or something, what they do. I think they'd uh, keep him around, but who knows? Yeah, it's uh, it was interesting today. I got on WNDU's Facebook to see what people are saying. And a lot of <laughs> what's the matter, season's already over comments. Yeah. Uh, typical, uh, once you paint Notre yeah. Dame out of the playoff picture for a lot of their fans, they they don't care as much. They like, caring. they might watch, but if they happen to miss a game, so be it or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. whereas two weeks ago for Ohio State, I swear my Snapchat, all it was was people I didn't even know really liked football. Oh, we're back. You know, it's 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 Irish season. Everybody was pumped up. And <laughs> two weeks later, now they're ready for the season to be done. Now it's Colts yep. season or Bears season or Colts whatever season. you might have up. IU basketball's here in the next two months. Oh, those jackets came out today on this brisk, chilly day. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure. Oh I'm yeah, sure you, uh, reverse it, reverse it over a little jerseys, bit. They yep. uh, they turned it inside out and showed the red and the crimson and white. Well, we've talked about two Sun Belt teams. Let's cover the other one. App State going into Kyle Field down there and yeah. and uh, Aggie Land and upset. When, when did Jimbo Fisher see get a little hot down there, Jay? Man, they're paying him seventy five mil, um, and he's he's not any better than Kevin Sumlin record wise. Yeah. They routinely bring in the number one recruiting class in college football too. Each of the past two years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't be losing to App State in year four, just like you can't lose to Georgia Southern in year four at Nebraska. Um, App State is a fantastic group of six team. I will mm-hmm. say that um, if you can even call them the group group of six, because they might even be just be a low major. Uh, but they did this when they were in the FCS too. Um, still can't lose. You have number one recruiting class in college football. Um, your head coach is making an insane amount of money. Can't be losing to app state. And I would think the heat's on them a little bit. I mean, they're, uh, players. There's a cringe worthy video that came out today. Of course, they always do their pep rallies the night before the player that was leading the pep rally was making fun of app state, calling their players hillbillies, saying only half of their guys can read the name on their jerseys and all this stuff. And then you get beat makes it even worse. Pretty embarrassing yep. look for AM, who was ranked number six yeah. in the country. Very. Which they're still ranked. That's they're ranked 24th now. Offense shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Well, and Jimbo's running the same offense he ran back in 2014 when he was at Florida state. He doesn't make adjustments. Doesn't make adjustments. It 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 also helped back then when you had the Heisman Trophy winner and number one overall pick, James Winston, on your roster. 100%. Uh, 100%. I don't think he has that. No, there. and but uh, yeah. I mean he's got great recruits, like you said. And but shout out to yeah. App App State coach Sean Clark. He was the offensive line coach when I was a manager under Danny Hope, and I would have never guessed he would have been the position coach to go be a successful head coach. But but good for him. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. I like to see him doing well. So, Sun Belt Saturday, never forget. Sun Belt Saturday, nothing better. Some Sun Sun Belt football. I forgot Marshall was even in the Sun Belt until they were Saturday. Conference USA forever. Yes, yes. Was it Conference yes. USA? Yes, it was. Yep. Yep. Um, you want to go through and pick some uh, Big Ten football? Yeah, let's do that. Starting with UConn at Michigan, I believe we only we only have thirteen matchups this week, right? We do. 
This is my 13-pointer, Michigan for 13. They smacked Hawaii, even though Hawaii covered. UConn still, even with Jim Moore Jr., they're abysmal as ever. Uh, Michigan's got to kill them. Yeah, um, UConn was hanging tough with, I think, was it Utah Utah State uh, the first week? They were winning, and then they ended up losing. I don't remember who they were playing. But, yeah, UConn. It's getting to the point where they really need to consider dropping to the FCS level for football, and I'm I'm not even joking about that. I think it's actually been talked about. Aren't they independent bit. now? Right now, so uh, yep, they're yeah. independent now. Uh, UConn does have a win, um, but uh, they lost to Utah State, beat Central Connecticut State, got killed by Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan's forty-six and a half point favorites, and I think they cover Michigan for thirteen. Yep. Um, o- Oklahoma at Nebraska. Yeah, it's hard to see. Uh, hard to tell what kind of uh, motions going to be going through in Nebraska players. Uh, mm-hmm. Interim interim head coach. This is a a tough first opponent yeah, to go against an Oklahoma is. Sooners who are two and zero and looking pretty good doing it. Give me Oklahoma, but I did only put seven on this game. Oklahoma's eleven and a half point favorites. I think Nebraska will come out fired up. Um, hearing all the talk about how terrible their program is now. I'm taking Oklahoma, but I only have eight on them, which I guess eight's a lot, but uh, not as much I think as some would think I'd put on them. Um, Southern Illinois at Northwestern. Northwestern coming off a loss to Duke. Two years in a row, the Dukies have got Northwestern. Northwestern is one of those teams that's already hard to figure out. I think they bounce back mm-hmm. against an FCS opponent, though. Give me the Wildcats for eight. Yeah, um, Northwestern's loss to Duke last week makes Nebraska's loss to Northwestern look even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Northwestern's very good at all, but they should handle the Salukis pretty easily. Uh, I have Northwestern for 10. Um, Purdue Boilermakers coming off a shellacking of Indiana State travel to the Carrier Dome to play Syracuse. It's not the Carrier Dome anymore. Got rebranded this not? year. It's like J and M Wireless or something like that. Nothing um, sacred, I tell you. Nope. Um, this is a pick'em game on DraftKings. I checked that this afternoon. It is a pick'em game. I am a lot more nervous about this game than I was two weeks ago before the season started, just because I mean, Syracuse thumped Louisville, and okay, I was like, all right, maybe Louisville's real bad, but Louisville turned around and won at UCF the other night and looked mm-hmm. decent doing so. Then Syracuse thumped UConn, so can't put too much stock into that. But they got a great running back. Um, uh, defensive, their corners are pretty good, but their running backs, their their strength of their team. Uh, I'm taking Purdue, but only for four. I'm taking the Boilers as well. I think they play pretty well, but I only am for two because there's a lot of ups or there's a lot of blowout potential here in the final games here. Well, it's uh, it's a, it's a road I, game. It's indoors. Yep. Crazy things can happen. Yeah, it's it's a noon Eastern road mm-hmm. game, which those are always tough to get up for anyway. Um, the, the I, last, I think produce quite a bit better. <laughs> last time the Boilers played Syracuse was back in 04 on a season opener. It was on Sunday of Labor Day weekend. Purdue won 51 nothing. So maybe maybe Syracuse fans want revenge from yeah, maybe. Uh, years and years ago. I think Purdue should handle them. I hope so. Um, Western Kentucky at Indiana. Yeah, Indiana survived a little bit of a scare from the Idaho Vandals. The Vandals were up 10-zip at half, and Indiana scored 23 unanswered in the third quarter to take mm-hmm. the lead and end up hanging on at the end uh, when they had a half if they want to go bowling. I think this is still a win they have to have if they want to go bowling because the, the early part of their Big Ten schedule is pretty tough. I have Indiana, but for six. I'm taking Western Kentucky for one. Um, I think I use the worst team in the Big Ten. I, yeah. th- I think even though they beat Illinois, I think I use worse. Um, Illinois should have won that game pretty handily, and they just found a way to not do that. But uh, I think Western Kentucky gets it done for whatever reason. Got the toppers are two and zero. They are. They are. They can put up some points. Uh, Rutgers at Temple. It was a tough one um, for me. I, I I'm taking Rutgers. For three. I'm thinking Rutgers for four. They're playing some pretty good football. Great Shano knows what he's doing. I mean, they played Wagner. I don't know how much stock you yeah. put in Wagner. But in week one, they beat Boston College. Boston yeah. College lost to somebody this weekend. And I was listening to a podcast today. It's called Boston College, one of the most disappointing teams in the country right now. Really? Because they thought Bad. they'd be much improved in their uh, head coach's first year. Nope. Penn State traveling to Jordan-Hare Stadium at Auburn. 
Yeah, Auburn's coach. Their fans want to get him out so fast. Um, Penn State looked good against Ohio. Um, I'm taking the Nittany Lions on the road for one. I'm taking Auburn for five. I think it's going to be raucous there. Um, do you know Bo Nix is no longer at Auburn? He's at Oregon. He's the he is the starting quarterback at Oregon. No wonder Oregon's sucking. Yeah, he's not uh, Bo, very good. Bo Nix has been a bust since that uh, first game of his career. Um, on a, it was a it was the night game. I remember on a Saturday. Was it was a Saturday night. Forget who Texas. they were playing, but they won. Yes, Played at Austin, didn't they? He went over there and won. Yes, Bo Nix looked awesome. He just it was downhill ever since. Give me Auburn for five though. Uh, Colorado, who is, I believe, winless at Minnesota. They got beat 40-something to 10 against Air Force over the weekend, if that tells Eesh. you anything. Give me Minnesota for 12. Colorado's awful. Uh, Minnesota for nine. Yeah, Minnesota's playing good out. ball, and they're playing good ball. They are. They are. The heck, they might be the best team in the West right now. They probably are. They've played uh, Western Illinois and New Mexico State, so the sample size isn't great. But hey, you got to beat who who you play, and they're killing people. So I was gonna say they're the only ones without a loss so far. They've played um, the weakest schedule, New but yeah, State, yeah, yeah, gotta beat them. I know. Uh, New Mexico I know. State at Wisconsin. I was just talking about New Mexico State. They're awful. Uh, Wisconsin coming off a bad home loss to Western or to uh, Washington State. I got loss. the Badgers for eleven, but Graham Mertz got to start I, playing better. Yeah, he's he's not a good quarterback. I have Wisconsin for eleven as well. New Mexico State's terrible. Uh, Toledo at Ohio State, little uh, in-state, uh, you know, one of the smaller schools against the big boy, but uh, Ohio State keeps on rolling. Give me the Buckeyes for ten. I have Ohio State for twelve. Uh, Michigan State at Washington. Michigan State's up to, uh, I think, top 10 now. I think they're 10th in the AP. Um, give me uh, give me Penix and uh, Washington for two. Michigan State is 11. Okay. Um, I'm taking Washington as well. Washington's three-point favorites. Forgot Michael Penix was there. Uh, give me Washington for three. That's a tough done. game to travel out there, a late-night start. So, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's a 6 there. It's the ABC game. Uh, it'll be a tough one. Um, Nevada at the worst offense in college football, Iowa. Iowa's got 16 punts on the season compared to their 14 points. Um, I think they I think they bounce back and win this one. Give me Iowa for nine. I have Iowa for seven. Um, if they don't, though, and that offense only puts up one touchdown again, um, they got to try something different at quarterback or somewhere because uh, they're not going to win a whole lot of games uh, having that putrid of an offense. I think they're a little worried about SMU Charlie Jones. Maryland. Charlie Sizzle. I'm sure they wish they had him, but uh, SMU of Maryland, give me the Terps for five. I have Maryland for six. Uh, Talia Tungavalo is playing some really good football right now. Um, Let's see. You want to pick some top 25 games here real quick? Sure. Some decent matchups this week. We have uh, number 12, BYU, traveling to Oregon. I'm going to roll with the Cougs again. They got it done against Baylor. Give me the hot hand. Oregon is three-and-a-half point favorites. Give me the road team, though. Give me uh, give me BYU. I don't like, uh, I don't like Bo Nix out there. Uh, Texas Tech unranked traveling to NC State, number 16 NC State. Both teams Tech, 2-0. and Texas Tech took down uh, Houston, number 25 Houston over the weekend in a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, NC State survived a scare week one against East Carolina. Give me NC State. NC State's 10.5 point favorites. I'm taking NC State as well. Um... Let's see here. My Canes travel to Texas A&M, 13 against 24. Man, this is a tough one to predict because Texas A&M is going to be fired up and losing two would just be horrific yep. for them before the start of the SEC. I've, I've done a lot of ripping on A&M, but uh, give me the Aggies in a bounce back. A&M's five-and-a-half point favorites. Give me the U. Give me my Canes. <laughs> Get it done on the road. That seat for Jimbo gets a little warmer. Yeah. Little warmer. 
So, uh, any other Notre Dame and Cal. Notre Dame and Cal. Give me Notre Dame. I think they bounce back. They got it, right? Have to. Yeah. Yeah, give me Notre Dame as well. Have to bounce back. Yep. Um, do you want to get educated real quick? Yes, sir. On this day in... Um, oh man, not a great... Uh, not a great on this day this week. Who won last week the either. U.S.? No, yeah. U.S. Open men's tennis on this day in 1971. I don't even know if he played back that McEnroe. Stan Smith. Okay. Um, Jimmy Connors won on this day in 1976. I've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, on this day in 1984, New York Met Doc Gooden sets rookie strikeout record of 251 batters. It's got to still be the record. Um, old Doc, if he didn't have some drug issues, yeah. he'd probably be in the Hall of Fame. On this day in 1987, Vince Coleman stole his 100th base for the third straight year. So that's a good skill. It's pretty fast. Yeah, speed. You can't teach speed. Trust me, they tried on me. <laughs> um, on this day in 1993, who won the U.S. Open men's tennis? I want to say Sampras or Agassi. Let's go, Andre Agassi. Pete Sampras. Yeah, they're right the first time. Who won in 99? Let's go, Agassi. It was Agassi that time. What about 04? 04? Who was good in 04? I'm going to take a step. Was that the year Andy Roddick got one? Roger Federer. Ah. He's a pretty good one. Yeah. That had been a young Federer. In 2004, the Detroit Lions beat beat the Chicago Bears 20-16 at Soldier Field to snap their NFL record 24-game road losing streak. They were pretty bad. Still are bad. <laughs> Who won the U.S. Open men's tennis on this day in 2011? I think Federer would be too easy. Let's go Nadal for this one. Djokovic beats Nadal. I knew it was one of three. I mean, let's be honest. US, that was yeah. That was Novak's first uh, U.S. title. Pretty big one on this day. That's going to do it for uh, on this day. How did I get stuck with all those stinking uh, tennis questions? <laughs> but uh, the On This Day segment is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs. From signs to the growth chart, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. To see some of their recently completed projects, visit them on Instagram or on Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. And for orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. Well, before we get an NFL talk, let's go ahead and get word association out of the way. It's NFL-related. It's Miami Dolphin-related. It's just a Dolphin show oh, today, being birdie or bogey. Yeah, I'm sure you got some I thoughts. I went back with some Dolphin starting quarterbacks. I, maybe we've done this list before, but I don't know. Starting with their current one, Tua. Tua, big year for him. Had a good day yesterday. Uh, first thing I can think of, lefty. lefty. He's a lefty. Good old Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitz magic. He had some magical moments back in uh, the 2020 season for sure. Coming in, miracle win against the uh, Vegas Raiders to somehow keep them alive in the playoff race. Um, benched because guys were calling for Tua. Handled it like a pro. Um, felt bad for him last year because the Redskins were commanders. Excuse me. Or they, they were the football team last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were his team, and he uh, got hurt week one. Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill had much better success when he left Miami and Adam Gase um, than he did with the Dolphins. So he's uh, made a lot of money for uh, being just a okay quarterback. Jay Cutler. Don't care. <laughs> Knew that was coming. Brock Osweiler. 
No oh, boy. Um, tall. Yeah. Six foot eight. Um, just blech. Yep. Still think he committed a career suicide when he left Denver originally. When yeah. he took the money to Houston when he hadn't even visited him. Matt Moore. He was a gamer, man. Um, he took over when Tannehill uh, tore his ACL in um, 2016 and led him to the playoffs. Had a really good stretch of games against Buffalo and um, forget who else they played. The Jets. He, uh, the Jets, yeah. Um, had really good stretch of games uh, with them. Led him to the playoffs that year. Uh, always liked him. Chad Henney. Good backup, strong arm. I think he's still hanging around with Kansas City, too. Um, yeah, he's he, good backup. Shouldn't have been a starter, but the Dolphins were uh, declaring him the one. Chad Pennington. Um, terrible arm strength. Somehow worse arm strength than Tua has. Uh, um, he was a winner, though. Didn't turn the ball over. Um, led the Dolphins to the playoffs in 08. Um, had a good year. One good year with him. Trent Green. Don't know how many starts he made, but he uh, had a terrible head injury because he uh, honestly, it was his fault. He went low on a defensive lineman trying to cut his legs out from under him. So he kind of got what he deserved, took a knee right to the head and it knocked him out. Um, That dude had some gruesome injuries in his career for sure. Cleo Lemon. Cleo Lemon. I was at... One of his career starts. It might have been his only career starts. I think uh, he started four games, I said. so. Four games. Man, that's how bad the Dolphins were that year. I don't even remember. Uh, but I was at one of them. Um, brutal. Just bad, bad quarterback. He might have been better than this guy. John Beck. Oh, Johnny Beck. Man, second round pick. Thought he was going to be... Uh, Thought he was going to be really good at BYU. He was old. He was an older guy. I don't think he was as old as Brandon Whedon, but he, he was an older guy. Started one, maybe two games with the Dolphins. I remember one game he started. It was a Monday night game against Pittsburgh. It was pouring down rain. They put in brand new field turf. Uh, the final score was three nothing. It was that infamous Brandon Fields punt that went up and just stuck right in the turf. Didn't bounce or anything because it was so muddy. Uh, Beck started that game. They didn't score any points, but uh, Pittsburgh only scored three. Um, but that's about the lasting memory I have of John Beck. Dante Culpepper. Bust. Uh, Nick Saban, once again, this should be part of his legacy, his, his miserable time in Miami where he chose, chose Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees. Um, people don't talk about that like they should, though. Three more. Joey Harrington. He was a colossal bust out of Oregon. Third overall pick by the Lions. Bad with the Lions. He was okay with the Dolphins. I think the one game I remember, he had a really good game on Thanksgiving against the Lions when he was with the Dolphins, mm-hmm. and they won. Um, but other than that, it was, for the most part, terrible. Gus Farratt. Gus Farratt. He was started there, I believe, one year, and they had yes. an okay year. Won nine games. Um, didn't do anything spectacular. He's more known when he was with the uh, – then Washington Redskins of headbutting the uh, <laughs> sideline after scoring a touchdown or right behind the end zone after scoring a touchdown and giving himself a concussion. Yeah, he, he started a game or two for the Broncos uh, post-Elway. He started and, for about everyone. He was, he was kind of that era's Ryan Fitzpatrick. And lastly, Jay Fiedler. Jay Fiedler, man, if the Dolphins would have just had a competent quarterback in the early 2000s, they might have won a Super Bowl. Unfortunately, that guy was Jay Fiedler. Uh, those defenses were great. The fact that they routinely won 10, 11 games with Jay Fiedler at quarterback showed you how good their defense was with Zach Thomas and Jason Taylor and Sam Madison, Patrick Sertan Sr., um, Brock Marion at safety. I love those teams. Quarterback play was horrendous, though. Dartmouth's own. And that's going to yep. do it for the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Performer 2 Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. 
They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. This episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow. Focus on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious foods when there's 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be located. 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Three winners, three losers. We're back. Yeah, fun. Uh... NFL Week One so far, and my tonight's game might dictate what I call fun and not fun. Um, but <laughs> one of my three winners has to be the Buffalo Bills. Thursday night, you go up on the road against the defending champs and lay down thirty-one and only give up ten points. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Stupid impressive. Uh, one of my winners is the Kansas City Chiefs going into Arizona against a team that is a playoff contender for sure maybe even a uh, division they're pretty banged up right now but and Mahomes, they, they are uh but the chiefs go in there mahomes throws five touchdowns travis kelsey had a huge game um just looked like the same old chiefs even without tyree kill it's fun yep another <laughs> another one of my winners is your miami dolphins took care of the patriots mm. they swept the patriots last year took care of them pretty easily yesterday Put some heat on Mac Jones. Tyreek Hill looked good in his uh, debut as yeah. a Dolphin. So, uh, yeah, fun times down there in Miami, at least for yesterday. Yeah, defense was fantastic. Um, offense was opportunistic. Tua Tagovailoa became the first quarterback in NFL history to win four straight games against Bill Belichick. Wow. Yeah. Good stat to hang um, your head on. There's only one other guy who's 4-0, so technically Elway did it too. That was where the confusing part was because John Elway was also 4-0 against Bill Belichick. It was it was the first time a New England Patriots um, coached Bill Belichick team had lost four straight games to the gotcha. same quarterback. There it is. But, uh, yeah, uh, I like the Dolphins being on there. Um, looked pretty good yesterday. I was pretty happy. One of my winners, Minnesota Vikings uh, demolished the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looked terrible. You know, Rodgers is whining and complained about having all these young receivers. Well, Rodgers didn't show up to OTAs or anything to work with these guys. He showed up at training camp. So it's on Rodgers as well uh, why he doesn't have chemistry with these guys. The, the, Vikings, guy, the guy doesn't want to do the work in the offseason, then he has no room to complain. The Vikings were my third winner. Um, Cousin looked good yesterday. Jefferson looked awesome. Yeah, they put a stomping on yeah. the Packers. I'm not used to somebody doing that to the Packers very often. No. Uh, my last winner is the L.A. Chargers taking care of business against the Raiders. Herbert looked great. Um, that division's pretty dang good. There in the Xander Horvath West. scoring a touchdown yesterday. Purdue's own seventh-round pick. Really? He, yeah. He's in the NFL. He's, he made the team, got drafted no, seventh-round, made the, the team, NFL. and he caught, caught the first touchdown of the year from Herbert. So, yeah, pretty cool. Wow. Walk on to NFL. Pretty cool. Losers. Green Bay Packers. Uh, We talked. I don't know what else there is more to say than what you said about them. Um, The AFC South as a whole, terrible day. The Colts playing the worst team in football tie, and really they were lucky to tie. Um, Titans losing at home to the Giants. Jaguars blowing a lead and losing to the Commanders. The worst of, I mean, on paper, it's probably the worst division in football. And yesterday did nothing to change my mind of thinking that. That's a good one. I didn't have any of the South down, but I should have. That's a good one. That's a good one. I have a San Francisco 49ers team I hype up every year, and they, I thought they would smack the Bears. And it was a miserable weather day, but good win for the Bears. Did not see that coming. They dominated yeah. the fourth quarter. Um, Justin Fields was bad, but Trey Lance was worse, uh, which is not a good sign for the 49ers at all. Um, one of my losers is the NFC West. I have another division on there. Rams get shellacked in their first game since the Super Bowl. Cardinals get whooped by the Chiefs. 
Um, and then the 49ers going to a bad Bears team and losing. Now it's up to the Seahawks to win tonight, and that's not going to happen. Uh, oh. So uh, don't put bad, that voodoo on me. Day for the <laughs> Actually, this will be the J Man's book of prediction of the oh, week. Crud. Russell Wilson gets his revenge on the Seattle Seahawks and goes in there and uh, beats him pretty handily. He will get booed heavily, I think, tonight. Uh, uh, I, 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 go, go ahead. Go he ahead he probably will. There's well, there's been a lot of stuff that have come out about how. Uh, um, Wilson was not very happy there towards the end of his uh, tenure in well, uh, Seattle. But in the, Jamie, the reason- Book of British Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life, Home, Auto, Business, Renters, Work, Renters, Workers, Comp, and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis 219-869-4561. The reason I think he'll get booed is he did a was part of a video tribute for Sue Bird, who retired from Seattle Storm, and the crowd mm-hmm. of the game booed him when he came on the TV. So. <laughs> If he's getting booed there, he's gonna get booed tonight. So yeah, he's gonna get booed in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my last loser is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, Joe Burrow was hit more than any quarterback in the NFL last year. They thought they were gonna go and change that, get him some offensive line help. Bengals gave up seven sacks. Um they turned it over five times, missed an extra point, a chip shot field goal, should have won that game and they lost it. Division of still will miss yeah. it. Um, and I'm, I mean, their long snapper got hurt too. So there's been some bad, there were some bad snaps, but yeah, it was blocked. Then he missed a chip shot, but uh, losing a divisional game to a Pittsburgh Steeler team at home for one that uh, you shouldn't lose to is a pretty bad way to start. Yeah, I could easily head to Steelers and one of my winners. That was a good win for them. Um, mm-hmm. My last That's loser, though, is the Dallas Cowboys. Dax hurt for six to eight weeks with throwing his thumb. But even before then, that offense looked abysmal last night, and he is the main focus of that offense. The Cowboys stink. They stink every year. The media hypes them up. I'm already tired of it. Um, Skip Bayless said that Cooper Rush is almost as good as Dak today and more reliable. I so, saw that today. So he can take <laughs> his bag and walk. Um if I'm Dallas, I get on the phone with San Fran, see what it takes to get Jimmy G before their season's down to tubes. Yeah. Um, because it could go down to the tubes quickly because the Eagles look pretty dang good. Um, yes. they were also playing the Lions, yesterday. but yes, they did. They, yeah, but offensively they look good. Um, defensively did not, obviously, but uh, yeah, it could be a long season there in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's go through and pick some games here real quick. I won the belt easily. You no, know, I. I have uh, easily, yeah. I've won back-to-back years, uh, the belt, uh, for the season. But uh, it always feels pretty dang good, I will say. Um, And you know what? I'm going to make it two straight weeks here, starting with uh, Chargers at Kansas City. That's a pretty dang good Thursday night on Amazon Prime opener. Yeah, it is. I don't like either one of these teams. I think they're both very good teams, though. I just think Kansas City is that much better. Give me the Chiefs for Mm -hmm. seven. I have the Chiefs for six for those exact same reasons. I just think they're too good. Uh, the New York football Jets at the Cleveland Browns, who found a way to beat Baker. Yeah, they found a way. Um, Jets are awful. I don't think the Browns are are much better, but the they're Jets are Packers. awful. Give me the Browns for ten. Wow. I have the Browns for seven. Um, Joe Flacco's <laughs> wow. terrible. He's yeah. terrible. He's old. Um, he's Zach retired. Wilson won't be back until – Week five, I think, at the earliest. So it's going to be a rough few weeks here for the Jets. Give me the Browns for seven. Um, Washington Commanders at the Detroit Lions. Two teams I don't think that are very good, but I think Washington's better. Give me Washington on the road for three. I have Detroit for two. Um, Like the way Detroit's offense looked for the most part yesterday. Uh, They just need to get some stops, and I think they can do that against the Commanders. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Nolens, who man found a way to beat a terrible Falcons team yesterday. Yeah, they escaped with the W. Uh, Tampa Bay mm-hmm. did did a bad job closing drives last night, but I thought their defense played well. Give me Tampa Bay for nine. I have Tampa Bay for eleven. They're gonna they're quite a bit better than New Orleans. Uh, Carolina at the Giants. Giants found a way to win, like you mentioned earlier against Tennessee. I think they keep it going. Give me the Giants for four. I have the Giants for one. Saquon had the best uh, game maybe of his career, 150 yards rushing, uh, the Brian Dable effect. Um, New England at Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, tough one to predict, but I'm going with home field Very advantage. Tough. Give me the Steelers for five. I have the Steelers for eight. Uh, New England's offense is bad. I do not think Mac Jones is a very good quarterback. I think he'll fizzle out there within a year or two in New England. Uh, they crowned him the heir apparent and the superstars. They had a good six or seven game stretch last year, but the way he ended the season, the way he started this season, is not looking good for him. Uh, Pittsburgh for eight. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Indianapolis got to get this one. I mean, uh, they ended the year sorely against Jacksonville last year. Didn't look good yesterday, at least for most of the game. They woke up in the fourth quarter, but it was almost too late. I think Indianapolis gets it done. Give me the Colts for six. Yeah, Colts haven't won in Jacksonville in a long time, but I think they get it done. Indianapolis for 10. Uh, Miami at Baltimore. Tough matchup for the Dolphins. Um, I went back and forth on this one. I'm taking the Ravens, but only for two. I think it's a really good game. Um, Dolphins handled Baltimore on a Thursday night last year. Baltimore is going to make sure that doesn't happen again. Uh, Lamar Jackson is really frustrated. I think it'll be a fairly close game, but I'm taking Baltimore for four. Uh, Falcons at the LA Rams. Give me the Rams for 16. Next. Rams for 16 as well. <laughs> uh, Seattle at San Francisco. I, it's hard to predict when you haven't watched one of these teams play yet. Right. I just think San Fran doesn't. Embarrass themselves two weeks in a row. Give me San Fran for 11. Mm-hmm. I have San Francisco for 12. Um, Cincinnati at Dallas. Cooper Rush, don't believe in him. Cincinnati's got to come out and make a statement. Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals for 15. I have the Bengals for nine. Um, I, I actually had Dallas for nine before Dak got hurt, um, and I just switched my pick now uh, to Cincinnati for nine. Um, Houston at Denver. Once again, hard to predict when you haven't seen one of these teams play, but I don't think Houston's very good anyways. Give me the Broncos for 14. I have Denver for 13. Um, Arizona at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders need this one. Can't afford to go 0-2. Uh, McDaniels mm-hmm. needs a win. They need, he needs to boost up his head coaching career record. Uh, give me the Raiders for 8. I have the Raiders for 5. Um, Chicago at Green Bay. Chicago's 1-0, Green Bay's 0-1. Maybe if it's now or never for the Bears to get them, just don't think it happens. It's kind of like Purdue beating Wisconsin. I have to believe it, or I have to see it to believe it. Give me the Packers for 13. One game doesn't change my mind on either of these teams. Give me the Packers for 15. Um, Tennessee at Buffalo. No uh, Music City miracle this week. Give me the Bills for 12. Mm. I have the Bills for 14. Last one, the Monday night game, Minnesota at Philadelphia. Should be a great one. Give me the Eagles for one. I have the Eagles for three. So I think it'll be a very good game. Um, Birdie bogey here before we go. Tyreek Hill needs seven touchdowns become to become just the second wide receiver ever to have at least seven touchdowns in each of his first seven seasons. Who is that wide receiver? Man, I want to say Jerry Rice, but I don't think it is. And if it's going to be Jerry Rice, I'm going to be so mad because I'm not saying Jerry Rice. Seven seasons. Oh, I don't know if this guy did it. Oh, he did the first few years, but then I'm not sure after that. Marvin Harrison? Oh, man, so close. Randy Moss. He was honest to God. Honest to God, I was going to go Moss the whole time. And then in my head, I'm like, towards the end of that seventh season, I think he was playing somewhere else or close to it. Marvin was so consistent. He was. Dang it. Three down. Three down. Frustrating ones. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. You got to watch some uh, anger flow from Tanner's, uh, from Tanner today. Yep. Uh, there when you miss the uh, hopefully the anger's done there. hopefully it's all good things tonight well, uh, we'll I'm, see. Re- we got I'm ready to ride jay man i'm ready to ride <laughs> got about four hours till we truly know uh, how that anger's gonna subside or not so but thanks for watching tan and jay man show live on the isc sports now we'll be back at it next time for another episode have a fantastic week everybody